Lord. You got your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 22, verse 14. Yeah, just stay there, Shirley, and just just keep playing that thing for me. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 22 and verse 14. We didn't put the words up on the screen tonight. I feel like Angel had too much on her today, so I told her don't even worry about these scriptures. My folks bring their Bibles, amen? Come on. Bring her Bibles. How many of y'all believe this Bible? You believe this Bible? Stand to your feet with me then. Repeat after me. Let's do our confession. Today, I will be renewed. Today, I'll be recreated. Today, I'll be transformed into the image of Christ. Faith believes. Faith speaks. Oh, and faith acts. The Bible says what it means. And it means what it says. And I believe. Come on, put that finger at yourself. I believe. Come on, tap on yourself. Wake yourself up. Wake yourself up. I believe the Word of God. Now, come on, give Jesus a hand. Praise. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 22, verse 14. And when the hour was come, he sat down with the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, What desire have I desired? With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Father, I ask you to anoint your servant, God, hide me behind the cross. Father, I thank you for the presence in this church. I can feel your sweet presence, God. Let the Holy Spirit fall. Let the Holy Spirit fall right now. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. And we give you glory. We we value your presence. We value your word. Oh, we value this moment, oh God. We're not here, Father, tonight by accident. We're not here, oh, just because we we just thought it was a good idea. But we are here because we have been ordained by our steps from you, God. You have brought us to the house of worship tonight. And Father, we thank you for that. I thank you for every soul that's here. And Father, I pray that we would receive the anointing of understanding. That you would anoint our minds and our hearts to receive what thus saith the Holy Spirit tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, I said, everybody said, I said, everybody said, all right, praise the Lord. Y'all might have a seat if you're able. I said, if you're able, (laughs) somebody wants to praise God tonight. I can feel it, Sister Diane. Somebody wants to praise him. For I say unto you, I will not no more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Look at what Jesus is telling us. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. That's what we just did, church. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. How many know one of these days we're going to take communion with Jesus? Lord, am I in this church by myself? 
Can y'all feel what I feel? Lord, let them feel what I feel tonight. I said, one of these days, Jesus himself is going to hand me a golden cup. Whoa, Lord, hallelujah. Mm. I'm going to take up communion with Jesus. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to that moment. And I get to sit down at the Lord's table and watch him break that bread. Hallelujah. We don't even know how to take communion, church. <laughs> we don't even know how to take communion because you wait to that day. Wait to that glorious day. He'll teach us all things. Mm. And he took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given to you. Do in remembrance of me. Likewise of the cup after supper, saying, The cup is the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you. But behold, the hand of him that betrayeth me is, is on the table, and truly the Son of man goeth, as it was determined. But woe unto that man to whom he was betrayed. And they began to inquire amongst themselves which of them it was that should do this thing. Please take a look at the next scripture. Please look at the next scripture. And there was also strife. Say strife. There was also strife. Some of you younger folks, we don't use that kind of language anymore. We don't speak King James. I know I don't. Anybody here speak King James? No, we don't. In other words, they were arguing. They were arguing. Among them, listen to this. Which of them should be accounted the greatest? The, the, the apostles, the 12 apostles that we, we have so much confidence in and so we hold so high in esteem, they were arguing amongst themselves. There was strife among them. They were arguing. There was some bitterness there. That's what that strife means, bitterness. Arguing among themselves. Of which should be counted the greatest. And he said unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they exercise authority upon them that are called benefactors. But ye shall not be so, but he that is greatest among you, let him become as the younger, and as that is chief, as he that doeth serve. For whether is greater he that sitteth at meat, listen to this question that Jesus asked. Whether is greater, he that sitteth at meat or he that serveth. In other words, who's sitting at the table or he that serveth. Is not he that sitteth at meat, but I am among you as he that serves. My title tonight is Jesus Christ, the servant king. The servant king. That's who Jesus really is. He's the servant of all. Jesus Christ, the servant king. Something came to me this week. You know, sometimes the Lord will speak something to you. Or sometimes you'll hear somebody say something and, and the Holy Spirit will just grab you when He says it. This came to me this week. Jesus became... Listen to me. Jesus became as we are so that we can become as He is. Amen. Ooh, that's me, church. 
The servant king. The servant king. Mm. The servant king. So Jesus asked a question. Who is the greater one? He that sits at the table to be served? Or he that's doing the serving? Mm -mm -mm. My daughter went to John chapter 13, so I'm going to go there too. That was actually the main scripture I was going to tonight. She just didn't know it. I love the way the Holy Spirit lines things up. When I whispered in her ear Wednesday night that I had already planned on doing the foot washing, she started to shout right there. She had to calm herself down. And when she went to John chapter 13, I had to hold myself back. I was like, oh Lord. I'm going to tell you how good God is. Just how He works. Angel and I went to the 8th grade graduation today in middle school. We had 15 teenagers in the house of God last night. Can we give Jesus a big hand praise for that? We done picked up four new teenagers in two weeks. I said at this rate we'll be at 20 in no time. Come on. We're going to have to make some changes in the youth department just to keep up with the growth. Amen. Y'all need to be praying for Miss Angel. She was sane when I married her. I assure you she was. She was sane when I married her. <laughs> I blame it on the kids. <laughs> John chapter 13, verse 1 through 16. But as you turn there, listen to this. As I was there today, listening to the keynote speaker would happen to be the sheriff of our county, Carroll County Sheriff. He said, and I quote, Jesus said that the greatest among us was a servant of all. That's what the keynote speaker said today. Remember hearing that? Angel and I looked at one another in amaze. When he said it, just the Holy Spirit giving me confirmation that tonight's the night. Amen. 
that this is the day. Read with me verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of the world unto the Father. Having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands as he was come from God, and he went to God. He rises from the supper, lays aside his garment, and took a towel, and he girdled himself. And after he had poured water into a basin, he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girdled. Then cometh he unto Simon Peter, and Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, doest thou wash my feet? Jesus answered unto him, What I do thou knowest not, but thou shalt know hereafter. And Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Listen to this, church. My daughter brought this out so beautifully Wednesday night. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not, not my feet only, but my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, He that is washed needeth not to save his wash his feet, but is clean every with, and ye are clean, but not all. For ye, he knew that he should be betrayed him. Therefore said he, ye are not all clean. And as the young people say today, Jesus was throwing shade. Y'all with me, young people? Jesus was throwing shade at Judas. He knew who was going to betray him. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garment and sat down again, he said to them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for I, I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. Amen. Jesus became what we are so that we could become what He is. If you don't get anything out of this tonight, I pray you get that. Because that'll change your life. That'll change your life. Jesus said the greatest in the kingdom, and listen to it, the kingdom system of God. He told them, their disciples, wherever you go, preach the kingdom of, of heaven is at hand. So we're talking about a kingdom system. The kingdom system of God Jesus said the greatest in the kingdom system of God was one who serves everyone else. Everyone else. Amen. Cindy preached a message on what have you stepped in? And she talked about how the disciples didn't have cars, didn't have Cadillacs, and didn't have Chevrolet pickup trucks, didn't have Ford cars to drive. They had to walk everywhere they went. And open toe sandals. But you know what else was on that road? Not only that they walked on, the animals, 
You ever walk behind a horse? Don't walk too close. Amen? Don't walk too close behind that donkey or that goat or the chickens. <laughs> Be careful when you step when you're walking behind them. So can you imagine what was on their feet? Can you imagine the filth of the world that was on their feet? I love the story of the alabaster box and how the lady came in and with tears she washed his feet. And with her hair, she dried his feet. But see, what most people don't understand is the reason she did that was she saw her Messiah being dishonored. Her Messiah was being dishonored as the guest of that house. You see, <laughs> I forgot all about Bible land and Bible times. <laughs> she told me when she brought that back to me Wednesday night. I used to always talk to my kids and tell them Bible stories. And I say, way back in Bible land during Bible time. You know, once upon a time. Amen. During the time that this happened, you see, it was the job of the lowest ranking servant of the house. It means as a servant, you had no lower job than to wash the feet of not just the master, but everybody in the household. And every time a guest came to the house, it was the lowest ranking servant that would wash the feet of the guests. And when Jesus is walking to that house, nobody met him at the door to wash his feet. They dishonored him. As a Jewish man, I mean, set aside the whole Messiahship, as a Jewish man, they dishonored him. But this lady recognized that Jesus was the Messiah, the King, the Christ. How many recognize Jesus as the Messiah tonight? The King, the Christ of God. The servant of God. She recognized that he was being dishonored, and so without preparation, it was not her right to do so. She goes in there and she begins to cry and weep. She was crying and weeping because her heart was broken that they were disrespecting the Lord Jesus Christ. And she washed his feet with her tears. And then she took her hair down and she began to dry her hair. She, she was not a member of that household. It was, she, could, she could not even speak as a woman. She wouldn't even allow to speak to even ask for a towel. So she dries his feet with her hair. Now think about the horses and donkeys and goats and stuff I just talked about along that road. And she's drying his feet with her hair. Mm. Do you get it now? Do you get it now? The servanthood. So knowing that it's the lowest ranking position of a servant, Jesus knew that the disciples had been arguing among themselves who was the greatest. And so the king, the Messiah himself, moves himself from the table, girdles himself in a 
in a towel, or have a towel here long enough to do so. But he'd wrap this, this towel around it, kind of like, like this, so it would be lower and go down. And he began to take the disciples' feet and remove their sandals. Now these are Jewish men, and they understood it was the place of the lowest ranking servant because they were Jewish men. They must have responded in such a way that it just sucked the oxygen right out of the room when Jesus began to wash their feet. And as Jesus began to wash their feet, they just stared at him. Until he gets to Peter. And Peter recognizes something. Peter recognizes that he needs to switch places with Jesus. He needs to switch places with Jesus. And he needs to be the one who washes Jesus' feet. So that's why he says, not me, Lord. I'm unworthy. And then the Lord says, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. You have no part with me. Mm. I'm going somewhere tonight. Jesus, the servant king. Jesus, the servant king. How many here tonight would have a hard time humbling yourself to wash somebody else's feet that you're not even related to? I mean, it's one thing to wash your kid's feet, you know? It's one thing to wash your husband's feet. One thing to wash your wife's feet. But can you wash somebody's feet that you're not even related to? Can you humble yourself to be like Jesus? To be like Jesus. You see, church, every time, every time we give a food box out and we put a food box in somebody's hands, we are washing the feet of Christ. Every time we vacuum the floors of the church so that somebody will be able to come to a clean house of worship, we are washing the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every time we go to the church's bathroom and we clean the toilets, we are washing the feet of Christ. It's called being servant. And greater is he that is washing the toilet, y'all, than he that is sitting in the view. That's deep, man. Isn't that exactly what Jesus is talking about? Who's greater? He that sits at the table to be served or he that is doing the serving? If you want to be somebody in Christ Jesus, like the disciples arguing, who's going to be the second in command? Who's, who's the greatest among the disciples? Who's the number one disciple? The right hand of Christ. He said, you must be servant of all. The greatest among us is the servant of all. I want to introduce to you tonight a Jesus maybe you've never even heard of. But there's a lot of Jesus being preached around the world today. But the real Jesus that I'm talking about is the servant king. The servant king that took the sandals off of the disciples and washed the nasty feet of those disciples. I think many of us would have been like Peter. Peter. 
we would be crying and saying, Lord, please stop. Please stop, Jesus. This is not your place. This is not your place, Jesus. Let me be the one that washes your feet. I'm the one. I'm the sinner. I'm the one that sinned against you. Let me wash your feet. But Jesus says, if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. You have no part with me. Come here, Cindy. Some of you were not here Wednesday night, so I have sent you to come to kind of go over some highlights of what she was talking about. Cindy's involved in a ministry right now that deals with inner healing. And I'm going to let her say a few words and then, then I'm going to call my counsel up. Um, as he said, I didn't even know like 3 o'clock I think the scripture, but it really wasn't until 5 that he kind of told me what was what to say and then we had a meeting at 7. So I, it was all trusting the Lord. And so did not know me when I don't talk about this stuff. We talk about grandkids. So I didn't know any of this plan. So the Lord was downloading all this to me and he took me to Peter in Jesus' conversation where Peter is saying, no, Lord, don't wash my feet. And then he says, wash my hands and my head also. How many times that we, we really just want Jesus to wash our hands and our, and our head also. But it tells him something very important. He says, if I don't wash you, we will have no part with each other. You'll have no part with me. And then he told me, take on mud. That's the only phrase I've heard the Lord speak in my spirit. And he was saying, that in this life, we come to Christ and we get cleansed from our sin when we first meet Him, but then we stop coming back for washing. So our feet on the journey of ministry, in the journey of life, and our feet getting cut up and the animal dropping something, stepping, ice dropping, and our feet get caked up and they smell and they hurt, just like walking in briar, because there's briar on the path of life. And so the Lord spoke that to me. We never really talked to him saying night about cleansing because he wanted tonight. So as tonight, as we go further, and, and it is servitude, this is, this is the heart of the Father, is that he gave Jesus to serve us, right? And teach us how to serve. And no way can we get to heaven but wasn't for Jesus. So he served that way but it's also two parts. So the second part would be your wounds. We went to Hebrews where he said, lay aside every weight that so easily besets you from running the race. And another translation we read said, every wound that pierces you, lay aside every wound that pierces you. And sometimes the wound, like an arrowhead, is stuck. It's stuck and it's embedded and it's encased in scars. And you've been walking this life, and you think this is the way to walk, and you have a limp, and you never knew that Jesus just wants to take it. He wants to take out every scar tissue and take out every arrow. He wants to wipe the dirt and the caked on mud from our life that we have stepped in. He wants to heal wounds on our feet from the briars that have cut us so deep because he knows he that we have experienced that he doesn't know. And sometimes we think it was his will. And I've come to tell you it's not. 
for you to be healthy. He has come for you to be whole and healed. And that's not just physical, that is spiritually, that is emotionally. Jesus was an emotional savior. He wept when Lazarus was his friend. Instead, he wept. He knew what he was going to do, but he was still in a moment of grief because he understood our grief. And it overwhelmed him to tears. He understands our pain. But he came to wash it away. So as you experience this foot washing, pray to the Lord internally. Talk to him. He will reveal what he's doing. Because I believe tonight, and he asked me to come back because I, and I just couldn't let this go, but I feel like tonight he wants to cleanse and heal some deep wounds that we have encountered on this journey. So allow God to heal you. This is only he can do it. The only thing Jesus can do, he's the only one that can cleanse our feet. And he said, if we don't keep coming to him for cleansing, it separates us from him. You lose the sensation of touch when there's caked on mud. You can no longer feel his presence. You can no longer feel when he's in the room. You can no longer feel the touch because of the desensitizing mud. And I think there's some of us tonight that is ready ready to feel his presence again, ready to feel for the first time, ready for that separation between us and Father, us and Jesus to be gone. So as this continues, I don't know what the Holy Spirit's going to do, but as this continues, and as you get your foot washed, I want you to know that it's also your spirit being healed. So if you sit up here and you weep, just weep. If his spirit washes and cleanses you, there is no judgment. You your intimate time with the Lord. You have your personal time. Because he made this appointment for you tonight. It is not by chance. I go to a completely different church and I'm involved there and this is just not by, by random, you know, he's been begging me for three years, but this is not coincidence. This is a divine appointment. You don't have to leave the same. You can be cleansed tonight. Cindy talked about growing up with us. Honey, I also forgot about the cowboy movies. I haven't watched a cowboy movie on a Sunday in a long time. But she talked about the air rolls and how the air rolls will hit you. And Wednesday night, the Lord told me that I've been in ministry for 32 years now. And I had air rolls sticking in me that I didn't do anymore. You see, you can get so wounded you're numb. Does anybody understand that? You can be so wounded you're just numb. I had arrows inside hitting me. I was carrying arrows sticking out of me that I didn't even know were there because I didn't feel them anymore. I just became numb with the cows that are here. And when I went to the altar, I said, God, pull them out. Pull them out. you brought out me tonight, sometimes the arrows would be so deep that you couldn't pull it out. You just had to push it through until it came out the backside. I said, God, the ones that are so deep inside of me, just push them out, God! And set me free. I didn't say anything to her. But I came up by that offer you, man. I'm going to ask my counselor, Brother Wayne, to come.
All my counselors, come. Come on, Brother Larry. Come on. Brother Dr. Wayne, sit right here. Some of y'all still don't know what's going on. Y'all just watch. <laughs> Amen. Take your shoes off. There you go. I asked my wife to join me on this side. Let me do the council wives first. I want to ask the council wives that are here. If you'd like to come up, my wife's going to wash your feet over here. She whispered in my ear she wanted to wash the teenagers' feet as well. But I told her I wanted to wash the council wives first. You got more council wives? Ah, Praise Anybody else who wants to get their feet washed is coming line up over here. Maybe you're not a council wife. Just come on. Oh, uh,
Ah. Uh...